Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects us to the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. And certainly uh, this week, one topic that's so important to uh, so many of us worldwide uh, are those who are traveling to see loved ones. And many of those uh, travels will take you through the Colorado Springs Airport. I know we welcomed a loved one in through the Colorado Springs Airport and what a lovely opportunity that was. And, you know, it makes it so much easier when you're just going to Colorado's small airport uh, you know, you don't have to deal with the uh, traffic backups uh, approaching DIA on Pena Boulevard. And uh, for the most part, our traffic backups can take you just a couple of minutes. And that's about it. So joining us right now on the KRDO Newsline is Aiden Ryan with the Marketing Department of the Colorado Springs Airport. Welcome to the show, Aiden. Good morning, Shannon, and thank you. You bet. And, uh, you know, I mean, first of all, are you welcoming in any loved ones uh, through the Colorado Springs Airport this weekend? Well, we actually just had Friendsgiving with a bunch of friends. um, (laughs) And so they all flew in through Colorado Springs Airport. So that was a lot of fun. But most of our family lives locally. So we're all spending Thanksgiving here for the holidays. Well, and that's also nice because uh, according to AAA and GasBuddy.com, uh, gas prices are down. So uh, that is one thing that we all have to look forward to this holiday week. So let's talk about some of the estimated travel pro- projections. I've heard, I mean, nationwide, we're talking in the millions, and this is looking to be a record-setting air travel week. It is. Thanksgiving is historically one of the busiest travel periods um, of the United States. So it is no um, surprise that travel is way up. And really that pent-up demand still from that pandemic is still brewing. And people are really excited to just travel again and new options from different air carriers as well as different locations. And here at the Colorado Springs Airport, I mean, we have had an absolute banner year. Um, So not only during the holiday travel, but I mean, November, we were up um, about 17% in seats and we were expecting to be up another or be up 15% in seats just through the holidays in November, excuse me. And in December, we're also up 13% in comparison to last year. And if you remember last year, we had a banner year of 14.5% up which was one of our busiest years in about 20, 22 years. So very exciting. Yeah, and last year could be considered a recovery year after the COVID pandemic. I mean, we had had fall outbreaks for two years running uh, that uh, it seemed like were impacting people's travel plans. They are, and talking with family, friends, and just people within the community, a lot of people plans got canceled. So they might have had like that tropical vacation over the holidays back in 20 or 21 that then got canceled and postponed. And now they're taking it a few years later. So that pent up demand is still there. And we are excited that we're now we now have even more flights out of Colorado Springs Airport that our community is able to really enjoy for both inbound and outbound travel. I mean, just like you said, picking up your loved ones, how much nicer is it when your family flies in and it's just about 10 minutes away from picking them up and when you're here, you're here and you can go home and enjoy the holidays versus being on the road traveling to and from airports. Yeah, actually my loved one, I had forgotten which airport we booked 
And and I said, is it Denver or is it Colorado Springs? And my relative said, oh, Colorado Springs. I wouldn't make you drive all that way to pick me up from uh, the Denver airport. So, which I thought was very, very nice. And, and, and That is a loved one. <laughs> exactly. Very loving of them. Um, so, how can travelers who are still outbound uh, right now prepare? So, yes, preparing is always kind of the name of the game. Um, and what we always tell passengers is this is a busier season, and this also is a season where a lot of people who don't typically travel a lot are also traveling, and so they're having to remember the do's and do nots of travel. So we do tell people to give yourself some extra time, not just for the checkpoint, but also parking. Parking tends to fill up over the holidays, and so it might take a little extra time to find that to find that um, spot to park in. And so we do tell people about 20, or I'm mean, sorry, 90 to 120 minutes um, before their flight. And to really check the TSA website as to what to bring. That 311 rule is still in effect. And so people should prepare for that. We know what you can bring, what kind of liquids you can and cannot bring. Because what that does is the one person who is not sure that does take one of the TSA agents out of that line to double check that person and that just holds up the line even more. So come prepared. That's absolutely the number one thing to do. And check your flight status directly with the airline. A lot of people do call the airport kind of wondering the status of their flight or if there's storms and delays, kind of where things are, but that is all provided by the airlines. So the airlines will have your most up-to-date information. But on our website, which is flycos.com, we do have um, check your flight status. And so that will give you your up-to-date information as well. It used to be, it felt like, that things were so consistent, no matter which airport you were going to, you needed to take your, you know, your laptop out of your bag. You needed to have your uh, baggie of um, toiletries out separately, taking your shoes off and putting them in a bin. It seems that when I've been traveling, and I haven't been like keeping accurate count, but it seems like uh, there are differing requirements for TSA depending on which airport it is. Is that just uh, because they've deployed different kinds of equipment in different places? That is correct. And so there's also, there's different types of equipment. There's more up-to-date um, equipment available at some airports, as well as there's different types of programs that you can enroll in, such as um, pre or TSA Pre, which I always recommend for people. Um, it just makes it very efficient as you do not have to take your liquids out of your bag as well as you don't have to take your laptop out or your shoes. So personally for me, that just makes it a lot easier. But for normal, um, when you're in the normal line, you do have to take your laptop out, take your shoes off um, for our airport specifically. But yeah, some of those larger airports, you are seeing some newer equipment deployed. Yeah, I mean, I strategically always wear a certain kind of shoe because I know it's easy to get on and off if I'm going through. And then I'm actually kind of disappointed when they don't ask me to remove my shoes. It's like, oh, I could have worn any kind of shoe. 
All right. (laughs) Well, we have much more to come with Aiden Ryan. I'll try to hold back on all the personal uh, anecdotes here because I'm sure our audience doesn't want to hear those. But uh, Aiden is, of course, uh, the marketing and communications manager for the Colorado Springs Airport, named one of the best workplaces by the Gazette in 2021 and 2022. The airport, which has the nickname Colorado's Small Airport, is committed to delivering exceptional service and a warm welcome to all passengers uh, making the journey memorable from start to finish that's the kind of the tagline sounds like a little bit of advertising but you know it's well worth it because i think uh, all you have to do is fly in or out one time and you kind of get hooked all right aiden let's take a short break we'll be back with aiden ryan in just moments we're back with Aiden Bryan, Marketing and Communications Manager for the Colorado Springs Airport, Colorado's small airport, where small connotes friendliness, connotes ease, connotes uh, convenience and comfort. And today we are talking about holiday travel. And of course, uh, one of the things we've seen really develop with Colorado Springs Airport in the past four years uh, is, is the different carriers and routes that are being offered out of Colorado Springs, quite a variety. Um, In fact, I just booked an international trip and leaving from Colorado Springs. I'm so excited because I talk about uh, a really easy choice. Um, So Aiden, let's talk about what carriers are uh, being offered out of Colorado Springs Airport and what kind of routes are up, up there. Absolutely. And that is one thing is we're constantly having communications with air carriers as well as um, with our air carriers, what routes they're having. And as routes are continuing to evolve within our market, it is always good to remind um, people within our community or passengers who are looking to come to our community to always check our website, flycos.com, for the latest um, flight schedules and carriers and routes because they are ever so changing, but in really exciting ways because we continue to add. So currently, we do have six carriers, um, American, Avello, Delta, Southwest, Sun Country, and United, which is very exciting. And they're flying to nine nonstop destinations, and we also have four seasonal destinations, and we have a new route coming next year in June. So currently we're flying to Atlanta, Chicago, both O'Hare and Midway, Dallas-Fort Worth, as well as Dallas Love, Houston and Houston Hobby Seasonally, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Hollywood Burbank, Long Beach, Phoenix. We have lots of connections through Denver. And seasonally, we have um, Minnesota-St. Paul, San Diego, San Antonio, Houston Hobby, as I previously mentioned, and next year we are welcoming Baltimore, Washington. Um, Sorry, I was I was I was excited. (laughs) Baltimore, Washington, yay! (laughs) Yes, that's one of our number one ask for routes within our local um, local residents as well as our local business community. So that was a very exciting announcement, which Southwest um, let us know about just a few weeks ago so it's a very new announcement and that's expected to be a regular route assuming they have the business to support it it's not one of the seasonal routes because there are seasonal routes too right that is correct so bwi which is baltimore washington is going to be a year-round route which will fly daily 
And yes, we do, you are correct in saying that we do have some seasonal routes. Um, like so Minnesota, St. Paul, for example, is a seasonal route with both Delta and Sun Country. Though both of them, because they were such, um, they were very um, successful flights this year, that they actually extended their schedules through November. Uh-huh. Um, so that is, that's just a great thing to kind of remind the community about is when we do fly these and have full seats, like that's how we continue to grow the market with whether it's more daily flights within that route or announcing new routes as well. Love it, love it. And what are some of the other seasonal routes or is uh, Minneapolis pretty much the only one we're talking about now? So Minneapolis is our kind of our typically our summer seasonal, but mm-hmm. right now we have San Diego, San Antonio, and Houston Hobby, which are flying on Southwest for kind of about um, November holiday as well as December through January holiday season. And for the exact flight schedules, you can go onto our website or onto Southwest website um, to get those exact dates. Okay. And if you want to find out about any of these routes, is flycos.com the best uh, place to go for information? Yes, that is. All right. Well, uh, and you also post a lot on social. In fact, I love it when you post unusual planes that come through. Like I think I uh, reposted one uh, when there was an Air uh, Air Force One, one of the, I think there's four Air Force Ones, and one of them came through Colorado Springs. It was so exciting to see it on there, and I reposted it. Um, But let's talk about, in our next segment, everything that's going on to modernize uh, the airport. And I mean, we feel like it's uh, perfectly fine, but, uh, you know, there's always room for improvement, and that's what's going to be happening at the Colorado Springs Airport. So we'll talk about that when the extra continues with Aiden Ryan, Marketing and Communications Manager for the Colorado Springs Airport. Keep on listening here on KRDO News Radio. This is The Extra. I'm Shanna Brinius. We're back with guest Aiden Ryan, Marketing and Communications Manager for the Colorado Springs Airport. And Aiden, uh, I told our listeners we were going to talk about the under construction signs and atmosphere that they may experience at the airport. What's going on? Yes, so we have um, kicked off a very exciting project for the airport as well as for the community and really anyone who flies in through the airport. So we have kicked off a three-year construction project to modernize the concourse of the airport. Um, We've branded this concept, so it's called Elevate COS, and there's more information on its dedicated website, which is um, www.elevatecosairport.com, and you can get a lot more information about the project as well as information. But really what you're going to see throughout this is, for the next three years, is updated hold rooms, new flooring, aging infrastructure, um, really helping to improve that passenger experience with a very strong focus on accessibility as well as sustainability. And we do always remind our listeners that no tax dollars are used for this, so this is just something that they can enjoy, and it will just really increase and elevate that travel experience. When you say, Aiden, no tax dollars are used for this, explain why that is. Yep, so there's a couple of reasons. Um, one is anything that happens at the airport, 
while we are owned by the city, we are an enterprise of the city. So we have our own, um, we have our own budget essentially by being an enterprise as well as we're under FAA regulation. So there's strict, um, strict regulations as to how we use those dollars. And with the concourse modernization, there's a number of grants that are available for um, projects such as that, is, um, specifically that aging infrastructure. There's a lot of grants. And that's where like some of those um, passenger charges for like um, facility charges that when passengers come through, there's those small fees that are added to tickets. And then that can help, um, that goes back into the airport so then we can consistently improve that passenger experience as well as safety. So it, it's already launched, right? It has construction begun? And, and what's the timeline, I guess? What, what should we expect when? That is correct. So we kicked off in September. Our um, first project was actually on our, Q, our TSA queuing area. And so that has wrapped up. And so those who haven't traveled through the airport um, recently will see a larger um, queuing area that will better accommodate increased traffic. And we have now moved into <clears throat> excuse me, um, our concourse area. And so there are temporary walls. We're not seeing any impact on our passenger traffic, though it's a little bit more narrow, so passengers might just see that, and there might be a little bit of noise, but most of the louder noise and work is being done at night, so passengers still have a pleasant experience. And, and TSA, is that changing our experience through TSA? Well, the, the queuing area is a larger area, and so instead of flowing out, into the atrium area, there's a larger area for the line. And, and you mentioned this dedicated website, uh, elevatecosairport.com. We'll make sure we get that link up on our uh, podcast page so that p if people want to refer to that, they can just click on over. Uh, but why did was the decision made to, you know, have its own dedicated uh, web page? I mean, is that, I mean, do you think the public has that much interest? I do, um, and it is pretty typical for airports to have their own branded website for large um, construction projects such as this, especially when they're going over a number of years. So this is expected to be a three-year project, and what will be nice about going to Elevate COS is it does have all the information on the funding, um, so if listeners do have questions about how this is being funded um, through those those grants and um, CIP charges, et cetera. All that information is there, as well as it does have that project timeline and information. So, for example, um, our first restrooms, um, when you get onto the concourse, have been currently closed. We're hoping to have those open by Christmas um, period for, our, for that traffic. So we're on a very tight schedule for that. But on that website, it will show kind of what those timelines are, what passengers can expect, where the closest restrooms are, if any of our services are being, are closed or moved, it will have all that information just to really help people prepare themselves when they are flying through the airport. 
Airports, uh, you know, I travel a lot and uh, I mean, not extensively, but probably more than the average bear. And and it seems like airports have become real showcases also for public art. I mean, it's a great place to actually view art because you kind of have a captive audience there. And uh, is is that going to be incorporated into these plans? So that's going to be separate from our modernization. So we have um, had to remove the art currently that was on our concourse. Um, and we are looking to, for ways to improve that airport art, public art program. And um, I'm actually working on that currently, and hopefully we'll have more to follow up on in future segments. Okay. See, I had a little crystal ball, looked in the future, <laughs> anticipated something like that. All right, Aiden, we are going to take a short break here. But again, that website that if listeners want to go to, they can find out more is elevatecosairport.com for that project information, that specific project information. If you'd like to find out more about the routes that airlines are flying out of Colorado Springs and in from other destinations to Colorado Springs, you can go to flycos.com or also follow the airport on social. We have more to come with Aiden Ryan here on the Extra on KRDO News Radio. I'm your host, Shannon Bridius. Keep on listening. We're back with our guest, Aiden Ryan, from the Colorado Springs Airport. And uh, earlier when we were talking about the airport, we were talking about some of the characteristics that, uh, you know, come to mind when you uh, travel through it. I mean, friendliness. I mean, you are you are definitely not one of a huge uh, herd of people going through. It's much more of a an individual one on one sort of interaction you're having with uh, the staff there. Safety and comfort, all of those uh, speed and convenience, all of those characteristics uh, help make uh, Colorado Springs Airport very distinctive. And Aiden, why travel COS? And Really, you just mentioned some of the main ones, but by being a smaller airport, we're always, even though we are growing, we are always going to be smaller than our airport up north. And by utilizing COS, it is smaller lines. It's friendly faces. It's easy to navigate. Even though we have construction going on, we actually haven't had any complaints of passengers having a difficult time finding their way because we've put wayfinding signage everywhere and we've tried to really over communicate to our passengers. The ease of convenience and number one is really after your travel, when you're home, you're home, which is my absolute favorite part about flying COS is, you know, travel is very stressful. It can be long days and when you're home, no one wants to drive another couple hours home and you fly in and then you're home within like 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes. And it's a great, wonderful experience. And it's also, it's part of our community. I mean, we are one of the number one economic engines for our community. And by utilizing COS, it just continuously tells the airlines that our community is ready for more flights. We're going to use these flights. And the more the community uses us and businesses as well, we will continue to grow like we are seeing these last few years. Was there a, a feeling that the airport needed to modernize to maybe uh, attract even more routes, even more airlines? And that is a part of it. Just, we always want to keep up with really what passengers want. And one of the, one of the main reasons, though, as well as just 
making kind of giving it that facelift and meeting um, kind of that higher standard. But it is the current ADA guidelines that we really want to make sure that we're leveling up to and doing even better then. Um, a lot of just times are changing. And when these older buildings were built, there are things that we just weren't aware of at that time that we are aware of now. And we want to make this an airport for everyone. So having that being very inclusive of regardless of your ability or disability or limitation, that you can experience our airport and travel with ease and that it's not a question of your mind when you're going through the airport or security that if you are going to have issues um, because of your um, abilities. And we want to make sure that everyone can enjoy our airport and travel and meet those guidelines and succeed them. Mm. So that's a really strong focus of what this modernization is going to provide. Yeah, if 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 you uh, if you notice, I mean, Colorado Springs Airport, it did feel sometimes like I was I would be looking for those little plugs, you know, and it did not seem like we had as many as some other airports. So I will hope that uh, someone put in a good word for that because I'd like to see more of those little phone plugs, the little you know U USB uh, plugs that people can <laughs> charge up with. Because um, I remember one time I was trying to watch my flight but also uh, get something to eat and I was having to go between the two because my phone was plugged in one place anyway so hopefully that's part of the modernization um Aiden <laughs> good go ahead we're adding seatback chargers throughout the airport oh see I wasn't probably alone in thinking that all right no nope. <laughs> Aiden, um, we have just a couple minutes more here. Let's just talk once again, getting our listeners prepared, because it's not just Thanksgiving week listeners. We also need to prepare for the upcoming uh, Christmas holiday. And, you know, it's the school break. A lot of people are going to be traveling over the next probably six, eight weeks. So let's talk about what people need to know. Yeah, so the number one thing to really know when you're traveling during the holiday seasons is it is going to be busier. So definitely plan ahead for both parking and getting through security. Be prepared. Check with TSA on what you can and cannot bring and pack accordingly to that as well as what your, if you are not checking a bag, what that carry-on bag limitations are. And also, um, I did want to let all of our listeners know that because we really want to thank our community for flying COF, we are offering 50% uh, off our daily long-term parking for from November 20th through November 26th, Woo. as well as again December 20th through January 2nd. And so that means in the long-term lot, parking will only be $4 a day. And really, you just you can't beat that. Oh, my goodness. It, does it ever fill up? I, I haven't heard uh, in all of our reporting over the last couple of years that it ever has filled up. So it did last year, um, and we do have an overflow lot now available um, that we that is now that we'll have signage around. So if it does fill up, we'll have navigational signage leading um, passengers to that lot and we do have shuttles running through that there it is still on our property so it's not that much further from our long-term lot 
And so that will be available as well in case we do go into overflow. So you won't be turned away, uh, which sometimes can put a little wrench. I had that happen uh, just a couple of weeks ago at that airport up to the north where uh, I thought I was going to have easy parking at one of the off-site lots and oops nope none of them had space so that was a fun surprise at three in the morning (laughs) (laughs) so you do have to watch out for that so I'm glad to hear that nobody will be turned away for the Colorado Springs Airport no one will be turned away but definitely plan ahead um, because those parking lots do fill up and if you do need that extra little bit of time to go into the overflow lot or to get on that shuttle um, it's just better to plan ahead get there early grab a cup of coffee when you get through security and you will be on your way in no time fantastic well Aiden Ryan always a pleasure to talk to you and the other folks from the Colorado Springs Airport Greg Phillips has been on the extra uh, plenty of times director of operations there as well as uh, Dana Shields who's uh, been joining us as a spokesperson and does every month and we're so grateful for that so all of this is fantastic information let's give those websites again flycos.com for all the information you need about uh, travel. But then if you want to find out specific information to the modernization project, elevatecosairport.com. And we'll make sure that we get those links up on our podcast page. Aiden, thank you for joining us on the extra. Thank you so much, Shannon. And to all the traveling public out there, stay safe. We hope you have an easygoing trip to wherever you want to be for this holiday season. I'm your host, Shannon Bernius, here on The Extra. You've been listening to KRDO News Radio.